Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. All right, welcome back to episode 183 of Two Drunk Brothers in the Podcast. Two lonesome fellows tonight. Uh, Travis and Ethan. Ethan, how's it going? And what are you drinking? Yeah. Travis is lucky that he started um, talking right away because I was about to bless your guys' ears with. Well, I'm glad you didn't. <laughs> well, I did it anyways. Um, I am sipping on some Lexington Brewing Company Kentucky Vanilla Barrel Cream Ale. That was um, a mouthful. It is a mouthful. Um, the easiest way to put it is Kentucky uh, Bourbon Barrel. They have several different types. They just do like a straight Kentucky Bourbon Barrel beer, and then they do this Vanilla Barrel Cream Ale. Tastes pretty good. Definitely very vanilla-y. So creamy. Um, and I think all of their beers are aged in bourbon barrels. So, well, nice. well, you are doing that. You got a nice little warm fall wintry type thicker beer. I have a fall wintry drink. It is a s'mores whiskey flavored mixed with some cream soda. And it is absolutely wonderful. Chef's kiss, $13 bottle of whiskey. Thought it was going to be horrible. I didn't tell you this. Bought it. I put it in the back seat of this rent of the rental car I have right now. It's an SUV, mm-hmm. so it sits a little higher off the ground. I literally just sat it in the back seat, driving home. Yada yada. Open up the back door. It slides out of the fucking bag and hits the pavement. Doesn't shatter. Nice. Hits the. How pavement. mad would you have been if it would have shattered? I probably just would have just hung my head and just walked inside and just. Say so maybe saved whatever the, uh, I could have, but wouldn't have had the uh, deliciousness that is a s'mores whiskey. So oh, I would have, I would have gone back and bought more. That's fair. That was I don't, terrible. That was, for thirteen dollars, might as well bought two anyways. Exactly. So got it. It is good. Um, the brand is Ethan. What's the brand? Send it. To Rebel you. Stokes Smorgasm. <laughs> Revel Stokes, Morgasms, Toasted S'mores, Flavored Whiskey. It's 35%, so it's not, I mean, it's decent. Yeah, and the Pretty literal good. only reason that I knew that it was called that is because I just opened your Snapchat with it in the photo. So There you go. There you have timing. it. It uh, It is good. It is delicious, so maybe go take a peek. Might not have it. Never seen the it before. The flavors are melting on my tongue. <laughs> Oh, well, that's that's our intro. Um, we talked up our shit last week about how great of an October we had. And we followed it up with the possibly worst shitter of a weekend. I it was think not we, great. 
<laughs> one of the worst. It was, it was a great start going into the weekend for me because I had a better on Thursday. Yeah, I was up three, almost three units, and then everything just fell apart, starting with Air Force. Fuck that team. <laughs> How do you win six and a half point spread? You win by six and you only put up 13 points. Just an, an watched, embarrassing effort. So I, because I had quite a bit of money on the line there because we had talked about when we recorded the podcast that I was, I did your bet. I did my over, which fucking not even close. And then I did uh, a teaser of, you know, Air Force money line and the over. And then I also had a 13 point teaser with that over in. So I was heavily invested in that. And then when the Mizzou game came on, while that was still on, I didn't even watch the first half of the Mizzou game. I was so invested in that. And my God, they are so bad. Yeah. They were so bad. I will say this. Kids on that football team might get drafted, but it is not going to be to the NFL. (laughs) So my apologies. (sighs) No, that's hilarious. That's hilarious. That's that's about as close as they're going to come. It was was just a hard game to watch, and I watched a lot of it because I had money on it. Let's just stop letting letting sportsbooks bet on service academies because holy shit. Yeah. It sucks. It was awful. I don't understand how one of the best teams in the nation running the football could not get anything going against one of the worst teams in the nation defending the run. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. It was terrible outside of that. Our, I mean, our weekend was shit. I won one bet and pushed another, my parlay, my plus 900 parlay was ruined at the last second of the Boise state game. All the other legs hit. That was a that was a heartbreaker. Heartbreaker. Uh, and then Jarrett actually had his first positive week, I think, since uh, Nam. I almost said Nam because we're talking <laughs> about military. So, um, yeah, he got a he got a big uh, big uh, unit boost from his minus one fifty. It ended up being a minus one eighty. And he got lucky on that. The only reason is because he said minus or over six and a half on the podcast. The line was at six and a half for a very, very, very short amount of time. So that he got lucky. While you can, though, he got lucky with that one. Uh, we're gonna flip things around. Hopefully this week. I mean, I'm sure you guys at this point get to our weekly picks and just shut the episode off because, or maybe you <laughs> listen to fade our picks. So, but that's not going to work for you this week. Not so fast. Big guy. We're coming for mm-hmm. you. Um, on this episode, we're going to talk a little bit about college football playoff rankings. that just came out. We're going to recap, maybe talk a little bit NFL of last week. We're going to give our picks and also talk a little bit about UFC 281 and then do our usual weekly football picks. So let's hop into college football. Rankings. The greatest. The, the greatest. That is the goat. Transition. The goat. Um, That's why he's the goat. <laughs> <laughs> so the college football playoff rankings came out tonight, so we get the fresh look at them and get to talk to you about it first, hopefully. 
Our top four, which is what we'll talk about to begin with, then we'll scroll down until we feel like it's irrelevant. Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, and TCU. The last four remaining undefeated teams in the college football playoff. Uh, obviously, I think we can all agree Georgia deserves that number one spot. We'll talk a little bit about that game here in a second between them and Tennessee. The one that I do not necessarily wholeheartedly agree with, but I do obviously think they deserve a spot in the top four is Ohio State. Uh, you can't come out and be getting beaten by Northwestern at any point in the game and be the number two ranked team in the country. No, and, and for a good chunk of that game too, they were either behind or tied to Northwestern. And they just did not look good. Now, I get it. The wind was atrocious in that game. It was bad weather, whatever. But the other team is also playing in that same conditions. So you still have that same level playing field of uh, the external factors, I guess. So you still have a one and seven Northwestern team and an undefeated Ohio State team. And you let it be that close. Not only, not even just for that long, but for the whole game. It should not have been, what was the final score? 21 to seven? Like, 21 to seven. Yeah. No. And so, well, yes, obviously they deserve a spot in the top four. I would have flipped Michigan in them personally. Um, Which at the same time, you there is a slight argument to be made about how Michigan not necessarily struggled, but didn't put away Rutgers as fast as they should have. Um, but Ohio State only putting up 21 points against Northwestern, uh, seven points in the second, third, and fourth quarter. So just a touchdown. A piece in each of those quarters. I just you're going into the halftime tied against a team that was one and seven. Yeah. I I don't I don't that takes away a lot of the threat in my eyes for that Ohio State team. Obviously I know they're still talented, but you know what they're capable of. Rutgers, on the other hand, eventually did end up putting away or Michigan did end up putting away Rutgers. 52 to 17. They just went into the halftime, came out a little bit, came out a little bit lethargic. And then out, out of halftime, I guess Harbaugh just beat the shit out yeah. of I was like, you better put these motherfuckers away. Yeah. But they're, yeah. and they were also a four and 14. So it's not like they're horrible. And they were right. on the road. Yep. And then you have a TCU team who is kind of surprising everybody a little bit this year. I, to be fair, going into the season, I didn't really know what the Big 12 was going to have in terms of talent. Like, you always expect Texas and Oklahoma to be there, but they really haven't been this year. Um, We can talk about Texas in a second if we really want to, but um, they just haven't been there. Kansas State, we people expected them to be better going into this year, and they have been. But with Adrian Martinez at quarterback, how good can you actually ever be? Um, But TCU really just kind of came out of came out of the woodwork, at least in my opinion. I could be wrong. There, People might have been high on them going into the season. I didn't know a whole lot about them, but impressive to say the the least. Yeah, I know Max Duggan had a lot of hype around him, and obviously he's performed well enough. They have a big test this weekend. Number four-ranked team in the country is is an underdog this weekend. Maybe we'll talk a little bit about that later. But they have a lot of very close wins. So they haven't, I think they obviously, they deserve four spot. Don't get me wrong. They're undefeated, but nothing higher just because of the wins that they have had. They beat SMU by eight, Kansas by seven, 
Oklahoma by three in double overtime, which they should have lost that game. Oklahoma State choked it hard. Kansas State by 10, West Virginia by 10, Texas Tech by 10. So it's like they're not they're not really blowing any good, any solid teams out of the water. Which granted they have had a tough schedule down the stretch, but the only teams they really handed handed it to was Oklahoma, which we know how they are, Tarleton and Colorado. So Yep. And Colorado's a horrible team this year. This is a big not yeah, they they were one of the I think they were the last remaining win winless team. Uh, in the country, but again, big test this week. Come out and prove uh, prove the doubters wrong. I'm not a doubter. I, th- I think they are a good football team, but I would like to see them prove to me that they actually like have what it takes to compete in the college football playoff. Because right now, you put them up against Georgia, I think they will lose by 20 points. Yeah, and it, that's a that's what I was about to say. Is it kind of reminds me of Cincinnati last year, right? Like, mm. not a big resume in the regular season, but a good team. I mean, they um, have a good resume, but they just haven't. I don't know. They haven't looked that impressive because they've beaten one, two, three, four ranked teams when they yeah. played them. Yeah, yeah. They just haven't. Like, I don't know. They haven't put it all together. Is what really is what I'm saying. Their offense is there, and their defense is very shaky. It's Big 12 defense for sure. <laughs> yeah, old school Big 12 defense, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Well, I think I think we, we kind of got the gist of how we see the top four, Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State, TCU. Um, let's talk about Tennessee. Let's talk about the SEC here for a second yep. and how they always get – or a lot of the times they've gotten two teams in. Is there a route in which either Tennessee, LSU, <coughs> Alabama, between Tennessee, LSU, Alabama, and Georgia, that two of those teams could get in? I think for sure, Tennessee, I don't think LSU or Alabama have a shot. Um, and I just think it's because well, of the two-loss factor, right? Like, I, I mean, I guess if... Alabama or LSU? Who's I guess LSU has LSU, a, LSU has would have to win right, now, right. LSU would have to win the SEC championship. Yeah, for to go. They can't. They can't make it there and lose. They make it there and lose. They're definitely out because that will be three losses on the season. Um, Tennessee. I think of the teams that are that have a shot of of having two teams in. It's got to only be Tennessee. Outside yep. of LSU, what beating Georgia in the SEC championship? Because if Tennessee and Alabama win out, you're yep. looking at two teams, and Tennessee has the head-to-head. And and Tennessee, their only, only loss is to Georgia, who I think everybody thought going into the season was kind of like the clear-cut best team in the nation. So if you're losing to who people believe to be the best team in the nation, that's a pretty decent resume loss. So. You win so, the rest of your games, one loss team going into it. Yeah. So if LSU wins out, Georgia wins out, hypothetically, all this is hypotheticals. We're not saying they're guaranteed locks, but say it's a Georgia LSU SEC championship game. LSU wins. Does Georgia get in? If they're still number one, I think, yeah. And I think that they would probably be like the four. You might see Tennessee on the outside looking in or at the three. It also depends. I mean, there's so many factors, right? Like how close is the score in the SEC championship game? 
um, what happens with Michigan, Ohio State in a couple weeks. Um, TCU, do they remain undefeated? Do they lose in their Big 12 championship game? Um, and then on top of that, Oregon. Do they keep running people over and then win the Pac-12? And do they deserve to be in over Tennessee or Georgia if Georgia were to lose? So I think, yes, there's a path for two for sure, um, especially if Pac-12 has only a two-loss team. Like, say, Oregon loses again, UCLA. I don't. Does UCLA already have two losses or one? They have Same one, but... USC's above them in the okay. rankings. USC's eighth right now um, with one loss. They play Colorado, UCLA, big game. Yep. yep. And then Notre Dame, which if Notre Dame wins the next couple weeks, Notre Dame's ranked twentieth now. So they'll have they'll finish with two big uh, ranked wins on the resume. Yep. I don't think it would be a Things would have to really, really fall their way to have a shot. Yeah. Right now, I don't think they have a shot. Same with Clemson. I mean, pretty much after after Oregon, it's going to take winning out and winning the a year conference championship to get yep. in. And outside of LSU, like USC and Clemson, you would have to have a lot to roll your way. Yeah, because, I mean, it would take some crazy shit, right? Like... Ohio State, Michigan, one of those teams wins, but then maybe one of the team that wins then loses to somebody else in the regular season. And then you have a one loss Big Ten East going into the Big Ten championship game. And then say they lose by chance the Big Ten championship game. And then suddenly you have a two loss Big Ten team who made the championship game and then a one loss Big Ten team who didn't do either of them deserve to be in. That's another question. I don't think that's going to happen, but yeah, it should be. It's shit. Shit that comes up. I think we've had something like that happen within the last couple of years. We can talk about that a little bit more if either of that happens two weeks from now. Right. So not this week, but next week, because I don't see a whole lot happening this week. However, I don't know. Shit could if TCU doesn't win this week. Bye bye. Yep. Yeah. So if you are an Oregon or USC fan. You're big Texas fans this weekend. Big Texas fans this weekend. Because there's no chance Texas makes it, obviously. But uh, so about I mean, as good as Sam Ellinger is in the NFL. That, but that's what I'm saying is like you're rooting for them because like they can't really go anywhere. Um, so you're rooting for them to win. Yep. Whereas last week, I guess like a Georgia Tennessee matchup, it's like who do we really want to root for? Because who do we think has the ability to fall out of that top four spot? Oh yeah. If you were an Alabama fan last week before the loss, you were rooting for uh I think you were rooting for Georgia, in my opinion, but then you lost, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> but that's who I would have rooted for because I think Georgia was by far the better team. And if you actually no, I kind of take that back. I think you would rather play Tennessee in the SEC championship game. Again, this is all null and void now because Alabama lost, but if I would have been Alabama or an Alabama fan, I would have been rooting for Tennessee to win that game because then you get a chance to rematch Tennessee in the SEC championship game. And I think you fare better of beating them, playing them a second time yeah. than beating Georgia. So Yeah. And it makes <clears throat> your loss to them look way better if yeah. they beat Georgia. Um, let's talk a little bit about that game while we are on the topic of it. Georgia and Tennessee. Um, Cause I watched damn near the whole thing. Um, I had a, 
two units on Tennessee. Sad face. Um, people who didn't watch it would be like, wow, Georgia really, you know, this is Georgia. They came out, they dominated the game. Uh, they look good. Start to finish Tennessee's frauds. I'm not going to go as far as saying that, but Hendon Hooker folded like a cheap lawn chair in the moment. Yeah. Yeah. I it's, it was one of those games that I don't think you can say it was more so George's defense than it was just the lack of production and performance from Tennessee's offense. Like, don't get me, don't get me wrong. Like they, Georgia drew up some, some creative defensive plays. They put pressure on Hendon hooker. Obviously they're going to get to him every now and then, but his inability to get outside the pocket, Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. His inability to hit wide receivers whenever they were wide open. Uh, not granted, I know closer to the end of the game it was a downpour, but he just he didn't have his best game. And I think if he plays how he had been playing the entire year, which obviously I know it's hard against Georgia, but with the talent level he has play with what we know he's capable of, I think that is a one-score game. Yeah. I don't think Georgia is that dominant. Well, I mean, it's pretty telltale when Mizzou scores more than Tennessee did against them, and I get every week is different, every game is different. But And Auburn kinda, with their I mean, backup quarterback. Mizzou's Mizzou's offense is horrendous. So, not great, Cotton. Not great. No, not yeah, it, it was just an ugly game, ugly performance by Tennessee. Obviously, not what you want to see. I think they did deserve to be ranked number one. I mean, they had they were undefeated. They had beaten Alabama. Came out, they looked flat. Outside of the uh, the first little bit of the game, because Tennessee just or Georgia just took off with it. They were up 21 to three a minute into the second quarter and only scored six more points. So it's like, I think if they don't do that, it's a hell of a lot closer game. You're, you go down 21 to three, your sales are shot. Your ships have indeed sailed. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> yeah, I think that had a lot to do with it. Um, outside of that, I don't know. I really don't um, know. I know that not everybody on this podcast is Mizzou fans. I'm not even going to talk about it, but I just wanted to briefly mention that um, for those of you who are, that was probably the most Mizzou performance that Mizzou has put on all year long. Like I, I, there are no words for the things that happened in that game. Just insane. That's all. That's all I wanted to say. Yeah. Kentucky's not that good of a football team. They're not. And, uh, Props to some of Mizzou's coaching staff that has been able to keep it together. Their defense has been one of the better defenses in the country, even uh, in terms of just points allowed, yards allowed. 
They're very solid. And uh, I think if they had the right offensive mind, the lie Drinkwitz, I'm looking at you, uh, and the right person running the ship at QB, because Brady, everyone and their brother knows that Brady Cook is not the right guy. We are looking at a possibly eight and one Mizzou team right now. Who well, has be- I, who has beaten Georgia and South Carolina? Yeah, and it's crazy that like Mizzou fans aren't the only one who are seeing that either. Because I I listen to ESPN Radio a lot, and I there were people on ESPN Radio talking about it the other day of like this Mizzou team has lost what five SEC games, and I think it's by a total of like twenty four points. Five SEC games by twenty four points total over those five games. That is less than a score a game against Georgia, against Florida, against Kentucky um, teams that, you know, you go in and you're like, maybe they shouldn't have beaten them, but they had every opportunity to, and then just fell on their face. Even the Kansas state game, though it was a larger margin of victory, was still a very winnable game for over a half of that game. You said by how many, by how many points? I think it was like 24 points total over five games. I'm probably off a little bit, but uh, so the four the four games that we've lost to SEC opponents because the fifth one was was to Kansas State was by a total of 18 points. Yeah, just so four. That's, that's seven four and a half points a game. Four, seven, four, and three. Uh, the yep. the seven was to Florida, which was a very winnable game. The four was to Georgia, which we all know. Mizzou had that game in the bag, choked away because their offense couldn't do anything. Um, the Auburn game with the fumble in the end zone. That one was all but one if the guy yep. just holds on to the ball. Or and then fucking field goal make it. Kentucky, if, again, offense can do anything. But it wasn't just all the offense. It starts with the uh, head coach yep. they have and, not, and him just being afraid to throw a challenge flag. I mean, or coaching. Put in Sam Horn. And it, what's crazy to me, too, is that, you know, and again, I don't want to speak too much on it, Mizzou, for those of you who do not give a shit about Mizzou, <laughs> but um, you talked three weeks ago in the Vandy game about, oh, I'm putting Sam Horn and he's going to see some he's going to see some playing time. We're going to get him in this game. Never put him in the game. And then after the game was like, it was, there wasn't a right time to put him in, but he'll play. Like, what's the he has not even seen the field since like whenever your quarterback has under 100 yards for the game heading into the fourth quarter, when is the right time to put him in? Exactly. It blows my mind that he has looked at the product on the field and somehow doesn't think what everyone else in the universe is thinking and that this guy does not deserve to be on the field anymore. I'm all, I'm all good for uh, preserving rookies, whether it's in or, or freshmen or young guys, whether it's in college football or the NFL, right? You don't want to throw them in there, hurt their confidence, especially with quarterbacks. You can hurt them. But at what point do you get to a circumstance and you could be listening to this and not be a Mizzou fan and be like, yeah, that's my team. And I just don't know. What point do you get to a thing where, or a point where you're like, this quarterback does not give us a chance to win. And there's a freshman who might like, you could come in, you could put the freshman in and he could just ball out. You don't for know until team, you try for a team that has a lot of talent on both sides of the ball. You have a five star Biggest recruit at wide receiver since fucking Doriel Green Beckham, who was great in college for a while. Um, 
and you're doing apps like practically nothing with him. And then you just kind of let the offense fall flat on his face and you don't even try. And, and you're right. It's like, it's college. It's not like you're tanking for draft picks because that's not an option. If anything, it's the opposite in college because the worse you get, the less recruits you're going to pull in. So I don't even know why you don't give it a shot to put a good product on the field, to draw attention, to draw more recruits, to give yourself a chance to win. Um, Cause at this rate, I don't even know if they're going to make a bowl game with the way they played last week. Um, the Mizzou had they're <clears throat> they're not going to win this week at uh, at no. Tennessee, so that's out of the question. New Mexico State easy win, and then it'll it's going to come down. They'll be five or five and six, five and six bowl eligibility Arkansas. game rolling on the game that we are going to likely uh, yep. the Arkansas game. So winnable game, but we'll see. Uh, don't want to harp on Mizzou for too long, but that's college football. We'll talk a little bit more, um, and probably probably every week from here on out for whenever the rankings come out. Since we do this on Tuesday nights, let's dive into UFC 281 right after I make myself a drink. UFC 281 going down this weekend. One of the bigger fight cards of the year. There are two title fights on it and then just a bunch of other brawling fights. Excuse me, that you'll want to watch. Israel Adesanya defenses belt against Alex Pereira, who has is having his third fight in the UFC, I do believe. Carla Esparza is defending her belt that she shouldn't have against uh <coughs> Wiley Zhang. And then our very own Michael Chandler, Mizzou Maid, is going to be fighting Dustin Poirier. Uh, those are the three main fights. Frankie Edgar's on the card. Dan Hooker's on the card. Dominic Reyes, Meatball Molly McCann. Um, yeah, just some good fights going on. So let's uh, let's kick it off. Is there anything when you looked at this card, or have you had the second outside of the top three fights a chance to look at that you would want to put a bet on? Well, see, your caveat there is what caught me because outside of the top three fights, I really haven't looked at a ton. Um, okay, fair I, enough. I briefly took like a peek at the the Dan Hooker fight against Claudio Puelles. Um, from Peru, I, I feel like this is the first fight. I feel like I've that's a woman's name, Peru. <laughs> Claudio. <laughs> At least it's not Claudia. You know, it's yeah, a, that's what a male version of Claude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do you uh, like in that fight? I, it, I don't know. Like I, I was looking at it, and I, I, when I went into it, I was like, "Oh, Dan Hooker's going to win this fight," and that's mostly just because that's the name that I knew. Um, but Claudio Puelas. From you know, just based on what I've been reading, is he's somebody who likes to get on the ground. He sub- wins by submission fifty four percent of the time, which is more than by decision. Which um, I feel like you don't see that a lot. It's either the guy's majority win by KO, TKO, or decision. Um, so really likes to to bring the fight to the ground. And I don't know if that that might play in his favor um, in this fight. He's thirteen and two. His record in MMA. Dan Hooker's 21 and 12. He's got a lot more experience. Um, he also has a bigger reach. Um, but I don't know. I like that's why I was like, I was looking at it. That's why I didn't really have an official pick because 
plus 135 odds are pretty good for Claudio, but does he does he even have a chance to win is the question. Uh yeah, I think he does. Um uh, we'll just dive into this fight right off the bat yeah, since, since you want to talk about it. Dan Hicker uh comes from City Kickboxing, so obviously he would prefer he will wrestle. He has seven submission wins, but he also has three submission. Uh, he's lost by submission three times. So he's not like the most dangerous guy on the ground. I think somebody who is more well-rounded like Puelis, who was seven and zero on the ground and the a lot smaller amount of fights that he's had does serve a threat there. Also, you add into the fact that Dan Hooker is four and or one and four in his last five. And he's just, He's not looked good yeah. given given those four losses are Dustin Poirier, Michael Chandler, Islam Makachev, and Arnold Allen. So he has fought the top of the top guys yeah. in this division. He's been given just straight savages. Uh, he does have some good wins. He's beaten Nazareth Hack Parask. That was his last win before that. Paul Felder and Ally Quinta. So he's beat some good guys, and I know he's capable of it. Oh, that's a tough one. It's really tough. I, I think the I mean, odds are appropriate given the Dan Hooker name. I think he should be a favorite. Um, but I don't know if I would want to lay one minus one sixty with Dan Hooker. Yeah, neither neither would I. I you're not getting a whole lot of value there for a guy who is on a downward trajectory. And I feel like you know, for just watching the UFC at least from my perspective, when guys start to get on that downward trajectory, it's really hard to turn it around. Like we saw the same thing from Conor McGregor, right? Like he top of his game had a few bad fights and then suddenly he's just not the same person. And, and every time you go in and you'd be like, Oh, this is the one, like I'm, I'm going to bet on McGregor. This is his fight where he turns it around and then he just doesn't. And so is this the same thing for Dan Hooker? He comes in like, this is a fight that maybe he should win. And then he comes out and he falls flat. He gets submitted in the first or second round by a guy who's maybe a little more hungry to to make a name for himself. I don't know. Just, just thoughts from a guy who isn't really diving too deep into UFC, but has seen enough. Yeah. An opinion. I mean, I, I see both sides of the spectrum completely. You know, guy's 26 years old, 13 and two. He wants to make his way up the rankings. Then you also see guy, Dan Hooker, seasoned vet. Who's like, fuck, if I lose another fight, I might get cut from the UFC. Yep. So yep. it's it's one of those things. This would be a fight that I probably only bet if I'm if if I'm betting throughout the card and I'm up money going into this fight, <clears throat> in which I would take what I'm comfortable with. And likely that would probably be pointless just for the value. So yeah, but I, I will say if there was one thing I want, I would bet on this game game match um <laughs> match is is probably the over or for it to or sorry not the over the under um or to bet dan hooker to win i don't know i mean you could do a double chance it's not going to give you great outs to do by ko or submission or to bet Puelas to win by submission just because it based on the percentages these guys really don't go to a decision that often like compared to everything else that they do dan hookers wins by submission only 19 percent audio only 31 percent um by submissions at 54 for dan hooker it's 48 percent by tko and 33 percent by submission so to me i feel like that this fight 
won't go the distance. No. I could be wrong. 23 of his 33 fights have been finished. Yep. Dan is, and then 10 of Puelos' 15 fights have been finished. So yeah. that's uh take with that information what you will and do whatever you want to do with that. I have a fight or I have a bet to start off the evening. The early prelims, five o'clock, first fight of the night. Carlos Olberg versus Nico Negamaranu. I bet against Negamaranu earlier this year. <clears throat> I bet Kennedy and Zek and Zechiku to beat him. Got robbed. Negamaranu won. Then he came out, got a knockout win in July. However, Carlos Olberg, not gonna happen. I think he's the better fighter. He also comes from city kickboxing, so he trains underneath Dan Hooker. Great person to train with. Um, I just think that he is too much for Negamaranu here. He lands 8.91 significant strikes per minute, which is immaculate compared to Negamaranu's 3.7. Not only that, but he isn't afraid to take it to the ground. He does have a submission win, never been submitted. I'm going Olberg minus 130. Not going to dive too deep into it. Just a little, just a little sprinkle to kick off the night. You win. You're in plus units. Yeah, you can keep betting. It's a good start and and good odds too, right? Like minus 135 is and it's it's honestly, I mean, minus 130. Oh, because I'm looking at UFC's actual official page and they have it at minus 125. So if you can find oh. it at that. Even better. There you go. Um, Even better. You know, that's obviously not an official book, but um, yeah, nonetheless, I think good odds for for a guy who clearly has good training. Uh, you said he trains under Dan Hooker and probably clearly the better fighter. Exactly. Exactly. Um, sorry, I just got an update that my mic is buzzing. So, Ethan, <clears throat> is it still buzzing? It is not now. It is, it is great. Okay, perfect. Uh, let's roll up the board here. I don't have anything for one, two, three fights going <clears throat> that you want to watch. Uh, match 10. Matt, the steamroller frivola going up against uh, what is this guy's name? Otman Azatar. Um, this, this will be a fight that you want to watch. This fight's going to be. Brutal. Uh, Matt Favola, 9-3-1. Azatar, currently undefeated in his pro MMA record. He is making his third fight in the UFC's one and both by knockout in the first round. Matt Favola, not afraid to go in there and throw hands. And his name, his nickname is the Steamroller for a reason. Yeah. Been knocked out twice. Um, I just think this one's going to be fun. What is the over-under on this fight? If, if I had to guess, it's probably one and a half. Mm-hmm. I'm, looking, I'm looking at these guys' stats, too, and, like, fucking Ottman is 77% KO, TKO. And his average he has 10, 10 KOs of his 13 wins. It's insane. Like, that, that is insane in itself. Let me see if I can find it on um, this sports book. If what the over under is, but if I had if I had to guess, it's it's one and a half. But let's just let's just make sure. We've got Otman Zatar. 
get here's the fight let's see if and there is nothing oh here it is your mic is going crazy yeah i don't know what just happened sorry if i just <laughs> killed anybody's ears i did not mean for that to happen <laughs> it is one and a half minus 138 at that so under my under one and a half minus 138 no over one and a half minus one thirty eight. Actually, yeah, good call. The under is plus one oh eight at my at one and a half. Give it to me. Yeah. Give it to I me. Would take, I wonder I, I wonder if you could take an alternate at two and a half for like juice odds at like minus one sixty or minus one seventy. Uh if you can, yeah. I would take both. Yeah, it's not out there yet, at least on FanDuel. Um, but I guarantee you, because I can't imagine it jumps up that much going up to two and a half. I guarantee it's around, like you said, minus 160, minus 170, which to me, that's almost a lock. Oh, uh, yeah. Two and a half. You can do it right here. I uh, see it is minus 175. So double down on that. Also sprinkle a little bit on under one and a half. I think you win. I think you win both. You definitely win minus two and a half, under two and a half. So that's one of the, my favorite bets. Yeah. I like the, that a lot of the entire fucking of the entire night. So yeah, I like that. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun. So winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino style games to choose from, you too could win life changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Here at the Container Store, we believe you shouldn't be limited to just one happy place. Your home should be full of them. That's why we're giving you 30% off every custom alpha space. From closets and pantries to playrooms, offices, and garages, you can transform any area with alpha and save 30%. Here's another happy thought. Our design specialists will design your space for free. Get ready to discover your new happy place at the Container Store. Visit us in-store or online to get started with a free design. That'll be a good fight to watch along with this next fight. Andre Petrosky versus Wellington Terman. Probably one of the goofiest fucking names in the UFC. How how are you fighting out of Brazil and your name is Wellington? <laughs> I don't know. His parents really liked that that uh that type of beef growing up. So they wanted to name it after him. Andre Petrosky, dude that came out of the Ultimate Fighter. He lost the Ultimate Fighter. Still got a contract in the UFC and is undefeated since coming out of that. Won all three fights. A knockout. Two submissions. This dude is fucking massive. He's only six foot tall, but he's 185 pounds, and he is just built like a brick shit house. He can knock you out. He can wrestle, and I would not want to mess with him. He's minus 210, so if you want to lay the juice on that, you can do it. But it might not be a bad idea to parlay him and Wiley Zhang. Yeah, he literally has not had a fight go to decision ever. <clears throat> so yeah, he's a he's a badass. I don't have anything else to add. I would I would root. He's for winning though. Beat a he's dude's win ass named Wellington <laughs> all day long. So if he can beat the shit out of Wellington, I will gladly watch that. There you go. Uh, I don't have a bet in this next fight, but. I think is 
this is where the meatball Molly, the barstool fighter uh, train, comes to an end. She's fighting Aaron Blanchfield, 9-1, who's a minus 400 favorite against yeah. Molly, who's plus 310. So I think her, her run comes to an end there. Next up after that, freaking veteran city, Ryan Spann, Dominic Reyes. That'll be a fun one to watch. Odds are kind of skewed. Um, so that'll be cool. Don't have a pick in the next one. You talked about Dan Hooker. Yep. Got the Frankie Edgar fight. A lot of these, a lot of these fights I'm scrolling past because they're uh I either don't have a pick or or the odds are way juiced. Well, so we're gonna talk about these last three though. Yep. If that's cool with you, unless you had anything else. Nope. I'm good Dust, with it. Dustin Poirier, Michael Chandler. As long as Michael Chandler's fighting, I'm gonna be biased. Like I'm, I'm not gonna put out an official pick and tell you to bet on Michael Chandler, but I'm going to because he's plus one ninety, and the dude, really like this anyways, the dude has already said multiple times in his interviews, I'm not here for a long time. I'm here for a good time. So he's coming in here to put on a show. He's either gonna get knocked out or he's gonna knock him the fuck out, and that's it. Yeah, I, I, I honestly don't have anything to add to that because I think this is just gonna be a fun one because I think he's gonna come out fucking swinging and i i do like especially at plus 150 which is where i'm seeing it right now for the odds to bet on him to win that fight against poirier who's coming off a loss by the way and michael chandler is just trying to to plow his way through the division um give me michael chandler all day i if anything i would also bet this fight to not go the distance whatever the under may be if it's two and a half one and a half because if he's going to come out swinging like I think he is, he's either, like you said, going to get knocked out or he's going to knock Dustin Poirier out, and it's going to be a quick fight. This fight, um, interesting. <clears throat> the over-under on rounds is, okay, there's a lot more. Uh, at one and a half, it's the... Over is minus 135, under is plus 105, so that's where like you'd get your value. Two and a half, the over is plus 140, the under is minus 185. So it's kind of similar to the last fight that we were talking about. I don't yeah. know. I, I wouldn't be comfortable betting the one and a half. I think it goes longer than that. I would bet the over on one and a half. Under two and a half, I'm not sure. Because I think Poirier yeah. is gonna he, he he'll get in he'll get into a, a firefight if he needs to, but I think he's gonna play it a little bit more conservative than Michael Chandler will. So I could see it going the distance really, if depending on how Poirier plays it, especially if Michael Chandler decides to use his wrestling, which we haven't really seen in the UFC yet a whole lot. True, because uh, yeah. he is a All American wrestler. Uh, out of Missouri. So we'll see. I'll take him plus 190. It'll be a fun fight regardless, no matter which way you slice it and dice it. Next up, Carlos Barza and uh, Wiley Zhang. Not a whole lot to add to this. I think Wiley Zhang just mauls her. Yeah, I was going to say, give me Wiley Zhang all day. I still don't understand why on UFC's official page they have it listed as Zhang Wiley. Um, um, I know that the Asian community... Sometimes I th- I don't know if it's just kind of like a communication error or what, but their first time their first name and last name get flopped around like a lot. Mm. 
So I'm um, not sure what that is. For some reason, on UFC's page, the odds aren't popping up for this fight. What are they? Wiley Zhang, in a title fight to earn the title, is minus 400. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so I was, I was hoping for better odds than that. I knew she was going to be favorited, especially after you said to parlay her and uh, what's his face down the down the way. Petrosky. Petrosky. Um, but I did not expect minus 400. Yeah, so Zhang by KO, TKO, or DQ, which I don't have. KO or TKO, plus 135. I think that's solid value. I think she just, I think she beats the shit out of her. And if she wins by decision, then she wins by decision. But I think she's out for blood. Uh, So we have that fight. Next up, I think it is time that uh, the the era of reign with Usman, the Adesanya, all those guys, the tides are starting to shift. Adesanya versus Pereira, title defense, Pereira plus 160. He has beaten Israel Adesanya twice in his MMA, MMA career. Well, I guess, I, guess, yeah. I guess you could say MMA and kickboxing. So this dude is like the boogeyman. He's chasing after him, pretty much just trying to take his career away from him. And I think he's on a mission, and I don't think you're going to stop him. Yeah. Uh, also, this is the guy that, like, I, if I remember correctly, oh, how long ago was that? I don't even remember what card that was on, but when, when you guys were talking about it, and I feel like that I was in town, watched it with you guys, but I was like, this dude looks scary. Like he came out and I was like, he is going to beat whoever watched, is fighting tonight's ass. You're watching it with me. It was the Fourth of July weekend. We had him versus yep. Sean Strickland, and he knocked him out in fucking two yep. minutes. Yep, that's exactly what it was. As soon as he walked out, I was like, oh my god! Like th- this Sean dude just—he's—he's he's the boogeyman. You're not wrong. He's scary, dude. He is huge for this weight class. Um, they're both the same. They're both the same height and same weight, quote unquote. Uh, but. Pereira, much bigger build, not like a little skinny beanpole like Adesanya is. Uh, I just think he's coming out, and he's coming out with a purpose. Neither of them wrestle. No, uh, yeah, I don't think you're going to see this fight go to the ground. And in the striking game, I, we saw what Pereira did to Sean Strickland. I mean, he just he made him his bitch. Plus 160. So I'm going to take that all day long. Yeah. Yeah. So. That's – I. I don't have much to add with that. I, <laughs> I love, I would love to see him knock out Israel Adesanya. Oh, that'd be great. Full disclosure. Yeah, if you give it. me an Adesanya and Usman <laughs> both getting knocked out in the same year, <laughs> I'll shit my it's like pants. Christmas, Christmas early. Exactly. I love it. I love it. All right. Well, that'll wrap up UFC 280 or 181. Didn't talk a whole lot. 281. Yeah, sorry, right. 281. I fucking, I, why am I putting 181? I even put 181. We're literally in our episodes of like 180. Ah, uh, that's why. So, yeah. At the yep. bottom, other little ticker down here, which I don't think we'll clip any videos from this. Uh, I did the same shit. And I you even don't said, clip this. <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. The night is rolling strong with us. Uh, weekly picks rolling on into them. I got. I'm just going bold, going bold with the shit show that has been my picks. Um, gotta switch something up. College football. 
What is your first pick? Oh, you best believe it's some Wednesday night action because it it's going to be that way for the rest of the year, probably. <laughs> um, These ga- the games on Wednesday night do not feature great teams. So let's see what Ethan has to say. Yeah, it is the battle of not great teams at all. It is the Buffalo Bulls at Central Michigan Wednesday night at 6 p.m. Central time. Um, both of these teams are not great. Central Michigan, um, and now, of course, I'm blanking, I believe is two and seven, and I think Buffalo three is and three six. and six. Is it the opposite then? Three and six, Buffalo is five and four. Five and four, okay, so... Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Buy four tires and get up to $200 in savings after rebate at Bell Tire's year-end sale. Or get even more in Bell Tire gift cards, December 26th through January 7th. Plus, get tires as low as $49 after rebate. Get up to $200 in savings. Or get even more in gift cards, December 26th through January 7th. Get up to $200 in savings and choose the lowest tire price, period, at Bell Tire. 100 years of getting folks safely back on the road fast and affordably. See store or belltire.com for details. Restrictions apply. Must have been another. Oh, I was looking at the. Uh, You're looking at the Northern Illinois game. Northern Illinois game because I wanted to bet against them so bad because they fucking burnt me in that Ball State game <laughs> that one time, and I want to bet against them for the rest of the year. But I couldn't convince myself because of how bad that matchup is. Um, so I went with this one instead. Buffalo is now that you've got me back on track. Clearly the better team here. I don't think that they're a great team, but they are the better team. I bet on Central Michigan last week and it paid off, but I'm going to bet against them this week. Um, I felt like that the the odds were there for me. I know it's a road game for Buffalo, um, but give me Buffalo plus one and a half for two units. I think that they win this game outright, but the the value wasn't there to pick money line. It was like minus one hundred five. If I'm going to take them plus one and a half or minus one ten, give me that all day. Um, so Buffalo plus one and a half, two units Wednesday night action. All right, I actually don't hate that. I don't hate that pick at all. Buffalo had been good up until, I guess it was, was it last year? Kyle Van Trees transferred to Georgia Southern. He's now their quarterback, and now he throws for 500 yards over everybody. Um, so, yeah, I don't hate that pick. Don't hate it at all. My first pick is going to come on Friday night. Do you have another one up until then? I have a pick on Friday night as well. Is it the same pick that, that I have? Let's find out. Fresno State? Nope. <laughs> I have an I have I have another lean. I might throw another small small pick in there. Uh Fresno State, 930 at UNLV. People are going to look at this is why I kind of like this game low-key a lot. People are going to look at this line. Fresno State minus nine and a half, but they're five and four. UNLV's four and five at home. But Jake Hayner, our boy Jake Hayner got hurt at the beginning of the year, so he was out. For all that time, missed that time. They kind of struggled a little bit. I know they won three games without him, but they played some bad teams. Came back last week and they covered against Hawaii and won by 42 points. So they're going at a pretty bad UNLV team. 
I think it's going to be too much of a mismatch for them to handle. Jake Hayner, minus nine and a half. And I am rolling. I'm just going to do a unit on that. Just a, just a feeler since it's a nine and a half point game. I like that. I, I think having Jake Hayner back is, is a big piece of that. And though Hawaii is a bad team, if you're still rolling them over by 42 <laughs> points, um, it's pretty I think rough. they can cover 10 points or win by 10, I should say, um, against a UNLV team who's not overly impressive by any standards. So, what well, you got? But um, you got, you probably got the ECU and Cincy game. You are correct. Um, I don't know if you do have a lean in this. I do. I um, hope you're picking the right side here. Well, we're going to find out. So, Cincy is what are they, seven and two? Eastern mm-hmm. Carolina is six and three. Um, Eastern Carolina having a pretty good year. Cincinnati having a somewhat disappointing year per where they thought that they would be. Cincinnati is at home, though, as a Friday Night Lights game, 7 p.m. They are five-point favorites. Um, I was looking, and I went back and forth on this for a while because You're making me nervous. it seems like every game that Cincinnati won has been very close. Like They, they have won by either like 10 points or by two to four People- points. People are going to look at this spread and think that it's too low for Cincy. Yeah. Yeah. You see you. Um, but I'm still taking Cincy minus five. Oh, no. I, I know. I know. you. That's, I had I question tell... marks by it. I'm going to leave it off. <laughs> I'm going to leave it off. I, I, I could, uh, picks, but I like ECU. Yeah. I was going to say, I could tell the way that you were leaning, and I really wanted to pick ECU plus five. But I still think Cincinnati's a good team. I'm not saying they're a great team by any standards, but because they're at home, Friday night lights game. I think that there's going to be a lot of hype around it. I think that they're going to take care of business. It it could come back to bite me in the ass. There's a reason that I'm only doing a unit on it is because I'm not super confident in it. Um, but I am just confident enough to take it as an official play. So give me Cincinnati minus five. Okay. Okay. ECU's just been on a heater. Uh, Holton Ehlers, their quarterback has been pretty phenomenal this year. 2,600 yeah. yards, yeah. 18 touchdowns and five picks. They have beaten. Memphis, UCF, BYU in the last three weeks. Uh, and then out of their last five, their only loss is Tulane, which is a one-loss team. Cincinnati, on the other hand, I think they rely too much on their defense to get things done. Yeah, and they did just do that. And they did lose to UCF, who Eastern Carolina beat. So Badly. You know, you've got, you've got a, a matchup there. Now, granted, it was a long time ago, but – Eastern Carolina lost to, I believe it was Navy and Cincinnati beat Navy. Um, yeah, I mean, you can but play again, the, that's early in the season. So you can play the who they played back exactly, and forth yeah. with all day. Uh, if you're basing your matchups on that, you're not going to do great. We'll throw no. this at you. ECU, six and three record, six and three against the spread. Cincy, two, six and one against the spread. Yeah, well, that kind of goes back to it seems like every game they've won, they've won by like two points. And so that's why I was so hard. It was so hard for me to pick this um, because they're going to go out there and watch. They're going to win by one or they're going to lose. But um, I, I I just some, something in my guts tell me they're going to win this game by a touchdown. So I'm going to ride with it. If it bites me, at least it's only a unit. All right. All right. Fair enough. I. Uh... I can talk shit about it. I hope it hits for you. But it is a lean <laughs> for me, so I'll probably bet the other way. Um, Fair enough. One of us will win. <clears throat> hey, 100%. One of us will win. Uh, actually, maybe not. Maybe maybe we both lose because we, we get a push. 
here on this. My next game is coming Saturday at 11 a.m. And I don't know how many people are on it. I usually don't look at the public money. I know that's a big thing Jarrett does. I don't usually do it. I just roll with my gut and roll with who I think is the better team. LSU at Arkansas. LSU number seven in the country. You're smiling. You better have the same pick as me. If not, you're psycho. LSU <laughs> minus three. And I don't see a world in which LSU doesn't win this game by 14 plus. I just don't. Arkansas, <clears throat> they have a horrible defense. I mean, horrible. Allowing 442 yards a game, 30 points per game. Damn near lost Missouri State. We're getting steamrolled by Liberty until they let up. Uh, they're five and four on the year. LSU, when you think about it, I mean, they have to win this game. This is a must-win game for them. At three points, I'm I'm confident enough to take the minus three to say that that's that's just a win. If I get burnt on the one or two points, so be it. LSU minus three, three units. Yes, thank you. LSU minus three units is an official or minus three minus three, three units. No, 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 no. <laughs> LSU for negative three units calling it all day. Um, no LSU minus three, three units was my official play as well. I almost put four on them. That's how confident I was in this line, but I did not cause I'm not psycho. Um, three units though, that and a three point spread. They just beat Alabama. Um, and you're coming off. Like you just said, an Arkansas team who almost, or uh, who was getting steamrolled by Liberty. I don't even know how this is only a three-point spread. Arkansas came into the season, and every, there was a lot of hype. Everybody's like, this is a really good team. Have they not proved themselves to be a not-good team yet? Because I don't know what it's going to take. Is it going to take them losing to LSU and then in a couple weeks losing to Mizzou? Because it could happen. Mizzou's not a good team, but Arkansas might still lose to them because they are not. they're not impressing me at all. And the fact that they are only three point dogs is mind blowing. So yes, I'm also taking LSU at three units and would take them for more and might take them for more on Saturday. If I get the chance, if the line doesn't shift out of my favor. Love it. Love it. Um, next pick I have is where to go, where to go. Mother F. I didn't think there were this many games, and now I'm scrolling trying to find it on here. <laughs> um, I have to do it, and I'm probably going to kick myself for it because they're probably going to burn me three weeks in a row. But it's two thirty game, Iowa State at Oklahoma State. Iowa State on the road, one-point favorite. Again, I feel like people are going to look at this line and say, how many times can Oklahoma State lose? Yeah, that's what we did last week. They can't lose again. Got the doors blown off of them by a backup quarterback with Kansas. They are they are struggling right now, and I don't know what it is. They've lost three of their last four. They somehow beat Texas with whatever they have going on. Just because of how bad they've burned me lately, I'm doing Iowa State money line for a unit. I actually, I, I do like that pick. I stayed away from this game because of Oklahoma State because they. This is just a this is a, a unit pick out of spite. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And and Iowa State has shown. I mean, their defense has been very good this year, and they've hung tight with everyone that they played in this Big Twelve. Who this Big Twelve this year has shown that they're 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Buy four tires and get up to $200 in savings after rebate at Bell Tire's year-end sale. Or get even more in Bell Tire gift cards, December 26th through January 7th. Plus, get tires as low as $49 after rebate. Get up to $200 in savings. Or get even more in gift cards, December 26th through January 7th. Get up to $200 in savings and choose the lowest tire price, period, at Bell Tire. 100 years of getting folks safely back on the road fast and affordably. See storebelltire.com for details. Restrictions apply. Now open in Romeoville. They've got some pretty good talent inside of that uh, conference. So to think that they can win this game against Oklahoma State is not unfathomable, and I think that it's actually a pretty good pick. Sorry, I've got a uh, beer hiccup. Um, <laughs> but um, I, I like that pick a lot. I think it's good, especially for a unit, just to throw something on it and be able to root against Oklahoma State because they've shit on us for the past two weeks. is a great, great pick. Facts, facts. All um, right. I have another 11 a.m. Saturday game. It is my last college game of the week. I had to do it. I really didn't want to, but I had to. And so I threw another teaser out there in order for me to be able to do it. But this is a Saturday 11 a.m. Don't take Mizzou in the under. (laughs) At Tennessee. And I am taking Mizzou... At plus 26 and a half and the under of 62 and a half <laughs> for a unit. <laughs> because here's my thing, right? Like, I know Mizzou's not a good team and they're not going to win this game and they might lose by 26 and I'll barely cover. Or I might lose, they might win, or they might lose by 40. I don't know. But I have to take it because of Mizzou's defense because they have kept them in games all year long, including that game against Georgia, where the only reason they even had a chance to win was because of the defense. Tennessee has a dynamic offense. Do not get me wrong, but they can struggle at times. We saw it last week against a good defense like Georgia. Mizzou's defense not quite up to Georgia's level, but I think still good enough to keep it closer, and that's why I'm emphasizing the er, because I think that they still, I mean, this could easily still be like a 38-17 to to 17 game, but I think that that covers, and I do think because if it covers, the under will also hit 62.5 is a lot of points for a game in which Mizzou could hold down Tennessee, and we know Mizzou's not going to score points. Like We, we just know that's going to happen. So yeah. plus 26.5. I, yeah. I actually like that a good amount. Now watch us lose, you know, 42 to 7. <laughs> exactly. Um, but, I mean. For a unit, though. In theory, in theory, it does make sense. It does. Um what we were talking about a little bit earlier uh, in the TCU matchup, TCU at Texas, number four, this line is going to move. So you're going to have to lock it in now and I'm getting it at seven and that's what I'm sticking it at. I don't care if it ends at five and a half, seven is where I'm talking about it. And that's where I like it. You have to get this at seven because that's a touchdown. Save your ass for a push. 
They're getting seven points on the road at Texas. Texas has looked shaky at points in this year. They're six and three. They've lost some bad games. Their defense has looked suspect. And I don't think that bodes well for a team to defend Max Duggan and what this TCU offense has to provide. I'm taking them plus seven. I know it might be a square pick. I know everyone and their brother might be on it, but they are the better team. They're getting points. And realistically, they have to win this game to have a shot at any hope of a college football playoff. So I've had seven units already. This is going to be uh, a two-unit play to make – or no, I've had five units. This is a two-unit play to make seven. Yeah, I I like that too because at this point in the season, who has more to play for, right? You just talked about it. If TCU wants any chance at that college football playoff, this this is what they have to do. They have to win. And Texas, they don't have much to play for right now. Like they're already bowl eligible. They know they don't have a shot at the college football playoff. Yes, you have a shot at getting a better bowl game, but nowadays, what does that even mean, right? Like there, there's not a lot of like glamour in the difference between going to the Fiesta Bowl and the fucking Music City Bowl. Um, so TCU's got to – they're going to want it more. They got to earn it. I think they have to come out and show that they are a college football playoff-worthy team, and I think they get it done. So I like that play a lot. Facts. I got two more plays. So do got? I. They're both NFL, though. So if you got – I have one NFL, play. then I'm doing a teaser. So uh, NFL, what you got? Um, both of my games are afternoon games, which we don't see a lot of, and there's a good chance there's only two of them again this week, so I might be giving you both of them. Um, the first one, I had to do it. Again, I just talked about Mizzou. I also had to bet on the Dallas-Green Bay game. It pains me because Green Bay has just not looked good this year in any way, shape, or form. That defense that was supposed to be top 10 in the league has not been as bad as some people have said, but are still not up to where everybody thought they were going to be in that offense is abysmal. Um, I am going to hate to root against myself because I'm going to watch the game and I'm going to want Green Bay to win, but I'm taking Dallas minus five because I don't know how you don't. I, I At this point in the season, I don't care if they're on the road. I don't care if it's Green Bay. I don't care if it's Aaron Rodgers because Aaron Rodgers is not Aaron Rodgers this year. Give me Dallas minus five. Only a unit on it because I don't want to put too much love into it and then Green Bay somehow actually pull this out of their ass. Um, but Dallas is the better team. Dallas is uh, going to win this game, and they are probably going to win it fairly easily. Not to mention, um, just real fast too, Green Bay just decided to lose their whole team this past week too to injury. Rashawn Gary is out for the year with a torn ACL. Romeo Dubs is out four to six weeks. Um, you saw Eric Stokes go out with an injury last week. Like there, Aaron Jones went out and did not return last week with an injury. So you're losing all these pieces. And then you think that you're going to come in and win this game or, or keep it close even for that matter. I don't see it happening. Yeah, I saw that. I mean, they're just, they're in a bad spot right now. Uh, and you know, some teams just kind of got to go through it. And if shambles. They win this game. Like I could see, you know, an instance where it's like this is a game where they're absolutely not supposed to win. And they come out and finally figure it out. But with the direction they're trending, kind of like my pick with Iowa State and Oklahoma State, it's just kind of it's, it's what you got to take and it's what makes sense. So, yep, 
I don't hate that pick at all. I was actually eyeing that mine, and I'm going to hate myself again for it because why not? It is the Browns at the Miami Dolphins. Uh, I'm taking the Dolphins minus three and a half for a unit. Fins up, baby. Got to. Ethan's Ethan's honorary team. He's joining us along the ride. This Dolphins front can stop the run like no other from running backs. Quarterbacks, mobile quarterbacks run all over them. Jacoby Brissett is not a mobile quarterback, okay? He will get murdered. Facing his former team, I think they know his play style a little bit. Have some of the same defensive pieces, which I'm sure went up against him. And practice uh, in Miami, I think they're, I mean, I think, I know they're the better team. The Miami weather can be a little bit of a bitch. I'm not sure what it's supposed to be this weekend. They're saying 78 degrees, so I know the humidity can get kind of rough. Give me Dolphins minus three and a half for just a unit. The only reason that this line is even this close is because they're coming off a bye, and they also came off of a very big win the week before that. That is the only reason. There, There is no reason that this line should be this close. I know the Dolphins just only beat the Bears by three, but Justin Fields had the game of his life, and they still pulled out a win. The Miami's Dolphins, Miami's Dolphins, Miami's offense is still probably the best in the league. And I, I'm not even saying that lightly. Like it blows my mind how dynamic this offense is, um, whether they're running or throwing the ball. Um, Jeff Wilson clearly was um, something that kind of surprised me and how quickly they jumped through him into the offense and he looked good. Um, so, I don't know how the Browns are going to stop them. And then the Browns offense is not dynamic. It is Nick Chubb and that's it. So three and a half, that's a no brainer. If you can buy it down to three, just in case. Cool. If not, I don't even know if you should be worried about it. So sweet. Roll. What do you got? I have one more play. It is a two unit play. It is a battle of the woulda, coulda, shoulda bins. Um, it is Sunday at three o'clock. It is the Colts at the Raiders, two teams that were playoff hopefuls that will not touch the playoffs this year. Um, I don't know what the fuck happened to the Raiders. I can tell you everything that happened to the Colts. It was injuries. It was also the fact that they thought Sam Ellinger was a better option than Matt Ryan. Um, I know Matt Ryan got hurt, but then they were just like, we're just going to ride with Sam Ellinger. That's a crazy thought. Um, a crazier thought, though, is that even though these both of these teams are not very good this year, that the Raiders are only six and a half point favorites. And I'm saying that like it's not a big line. Um, I still think that the Raiders are a way better team than the Colts are because the Colts had like 123 total yards offense last week. Sam Ellinger noodle arm was throwing the ball about six yards total. <laughs> um and they don't have a running game. And Jonathan Taylor is just the biggest question mark in the world. I don't know if he's going to play this week. If he does, I don't even know if that makes a difference. The Raiders, as bad as they have been, still have a way better offense. And even though their defense is questionable, I think it's the job done. I'm taking the Raiders minus six and a half, and I'm putting two units on it. All right. I don't really have anything other than that to add. Um, I'll roll into my last pick, and then we'll wrap things up here. My last pick is going to be a 13-point teaser because that's what I've been rolling with, and I've been loving it. It's six teams, cross-sport, NFL, and and college football. I'm going to dive into it. You ready? It's Notre Dame 
get him down to three and a half at Navy. Shouldn't be an issue, right? Then you've got LSU. You get him up to plus 10 versus Arkansas. Shouldn't be too much of an issue. Um, then you've got Liberty. You get him down to minus one and a half versus UConn. Shouldn't be much of an issue. In college football. TCU. <laughs> you get him up to plus 20 versus Texas. Washington. They're playing Oregon, but you can get them up to plus 26 and a half. I like that. And then this is where it crosses sports. You get Kansas City up to plus three and a half at home against the Jags. It is only plus 120, but you're getting 13 points on these games, guys, and I'm doing a unit on it. And that's still not even that many teams for a 13-point teaser to be at plus 20. So six. Six, yeah. Yeah, I, I like those odds. I'll probably tail that just because I mean the the spreads are so large for a lot of those teams, like plus twenty, plus twenty six. You get a team all the way down to basically a pick'em who should be a two touchdown favorite. Like yep. I, I don't I don't see any way this loses, but it but somehow because the <laughs> somehow, well. gods hate us, it will. But I think it's a great play. So love it. Love it. All right, folks. We managed to make this a big long episode for you. Appreciate you sticking around. Jerry will be back with us next week, and we'll talk more of the same shit. Maybe throw a draft at you your way. Until then, well, happy gambling. Is Jared throwing picks in? Because if so, he'll do oh. it right now. Yeah, he will do it right now, and then we'll see you later. All right, ladies and gents, so I am giving you my picks this week. I'm going to mix it up a little bit. I'm going to throw some college stuff in there. I know I laid off college last week. No more props just because too unpredictable. So – um, first and foremost, let's kick it off with my college picks. All right, so my first pick is going to be uh, is a game on Saturday at 2.30. Um, it is Nebraska at Michigan. Michigan, 9-0, number two team in the country. They're obviously favored by 29.5 points at home. But here, I'm going to actually take Nebraska plus 29.5 in this one for one unit. Uh, I mean, just it, if you look at it, it doesn't make any sense right now. I know you can't look at money percentages early on in the week, but early kind of money indicators, you know, you got only 38% of the bets on Nebraska while 98% of the money is on them. So a lot of the public, a lot of squares are taking Michigan to cover by 30 points. That's a lot. I mean, that's a lot of points. Um, to kind of put it in perspective, Nebraska has been dogs by 10 plus three times this year, and they're two and one uh, against the spread in those games. So they're covering those games more often than not. Um, meanwhile, if you look at Michigan's schedule, I'm looking at their last few. And, yeah, they are routing some teams, but um, they have failed to cover. Um, so they've been favored by 20-plus points in three out of their last five games, and they have failed to cover in two of those three. So they're favored by 26, 26 against Rutgers. Obviously, blew that one out of the water uh, last week. Uh, but then they're also favored by 23 against Michigan State, only ended up winning by 22 um, and then they were favored by 23 and a half against Indiana, won by 21. So are they winning by 20 plus points? Sure, but they're not going to win by 30, I don't think. So I'm going to take Nebraska plus 29 and a half here. My next game is going to be another Big Ten game. Um, Ethan, you'll like this one. It's Illinois at home against Purdue. Illinois is six and a half points favorites, and that is who I'm taking. Again, early money indicators. I think you're seeing a lot of the square betters. 63% of the bets are coming in on Purdue plus six and a half. 
you know, 72% of the money is on Illinois, minus six and a half. Sharps are on Illinois. Um, I think people are looking at an Illinois team that lost at home last week to Michigan State, um, and it's tough. You know, Michigan State's not good. It was a bad loss for Illinois, uh, and people are kind of overreacting to that a little bit. Whereas if you look at Purdue, they're not playing good football either. Um, they are coming off two straight losses. They lost by 11 to Wisconsin on the 22nd, and they lost to Iowa last week, uh, and they scored three points against Iowa. They were favored by three and a half at home against a not, not a very good Iowa team, and they ended up losing by 21. I think Illinois is the far superior team. They have a big bounce back week due to them. Um, so I like Illinois minus six and a half for two units. And then my last uh, pick of the day, I'm going to go to an SEC game. It's a big one. It's Georgia at Mississippi State. Um, the spread is rather large in this one. Obviously so. Georgia's the best team in the country, the number one overall. But I'm taking Mississippi State plus 16 and a half at home. Um, and another reason why, you know, it's not as drastic. I'm taking doing this to two units as well. But 80% of the money is on Mississippi State, while only 46% of the bets are. So, again, square bettors betting on Georgia. Uh, but uh, they are 0-3 against the spread in their last three. I think Mississippi State is due big time for a win. Not to mention they're also 3-1-1 against the spread at home this season. So they failed to cover their last three games. Two of those are on the road at Kentucky and at Bama. Two tough places to play. They also failed to cover a 12-and-a-half spread at home against Auburn last weekend. I think making them 12-and-a-half-point favorites after two straight losses was a little egregious by Vegas. Um, so, yeah, I like Mississippi State to cover here, plus 16-and-a-half. I don't see Georgia beating the brakes off of them. Um, I mean, yes, they did mollywop Tennessee, the mile up Florida, the mile up Vanderbilt, all by double digits, and Auburn before that. I think they kind of regressed back to, 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 to that mean. And Mississippi State's not a bad team. You look at their defensive rankings, they're 25th in red zone efficiency, I know Georgia's first in, off- in, red, in red zone efficiency and offense. Um, but, you know, Mississippi State has a decent enough defense where I think they can hang with Georgia. So I like them plus 16.5 for two units. All right, now on to the NFL. So I got another five units in the NFL this week. I found this really cool site, and I've been playing with it the last few weeks. It's called evenanalytics.com, um, or I'm sorry, evananalytics.com. No, sorry, evanalytics. So evanalytics.com. Uh, it's a pretty neat site. But anyway, first half spreads in the NFL. How many times do we see it where you bet on a team to cover the entire game? They're covering in the first half. They're playing well, looking at you, Oakland or Vegas Raiders. And then the second half, they kind of fall apart. Well, I was like, you know what? I'm going to play with the last. So last week's been playing with first half spreads. And I think I found some value here. So I have three first half spread bets this week. The first one is the Seahawks. Uh, they're playing Tampa Bay on the road. Um, Seattle's 8-1. and one first half against the spread this year. They are the biggest ROI value in the league on first half spreads. Tampa Bay is 3-6 and six against first half spreads. Tampa Bay notoriously starts out slow. They have had, have, to cut, have had to come back from behind all year long. I like Seattle plus one first half. Don't take the money line because then if it's a tie game at halftime, you lose the bet. If it's a tie game at halftime at 7-7-0-0, whatever it might be, um, Seattle will cover that spread, which I can very well see this being a tie game at halftime. Um, so Seattle, first half, plus one against Tampa Bay for one unit. I also like the Eagles, minus six first half against the Commanders. Eagles are also 7-1 and against in first half spreads this year. Um, I like two units on this game. Washington's three and six against the spread first half. Um, again, Washington's not a good football team. Eagles are playing probably the hottest football right now in the league. They start out hot. They stay strong. Uh, so I like them to cover that first half spread. And then I like the Titans minus one and a half first half 
against the Broncos at home. Titans are also 7-1 against uh, in first-half spreads. I like two units on two units on this game as well. Denver's 2-6 against first-half spreads. Again, Denver's much like Tampa Bay. They start out slow. They have to come back from behind in the second half. Do I see the Titans winning this game? I actually think the Broncos will win, but I think the Titans will be winning at halftime. Also depends on who's playing quarterback, but I think regardless, we saw last week how their defense can hang tough with the Chiefs. They can hang tough with the Chiefs. They can definitely hang tough with the Broncos. Um, So, again, I like Titans minus one and a half first half against the Broncos for for two units. So, recap my picks. Nebraska plus 29.5 against Michigan, one unit. Miss, uh, Illinois minus 6.5 at home against Purdue for two units. Mississippi State plus 16.5 for two units um, at home against Georgia. Seattle first half plus one for one unit against Tampa Bay. Eagles minus six first half, two units against Washington. Titans minus one and a half first half, two units against Denver at home. Good luck. I'll see you guys on the podcast next week. I got some fun ideas for for everybody. Um, Like Travis said, probably a draft and some stuff like that. So uh, happy gambling, and I'll see you all next week. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 